0: Good evening, Giants fans, and welcome to Big Blue Talk. I am your host, Jay Espo. My co-host, Michael Craig, is currently gallivanting in Europe right now, celebrating his graduation. So tonight I go alone. I will be handling the spoken word for the next month or so. Uh, Michael will handle the written word. So all your Giants talk is here every Wednesday night and every day at BigBlueTalk.com. Uh, season right around the corner for Giants fans. Uh, they've been heavily, heavily talked about uh, this offseason. Mostly good things, which which we certainly have not seen in the past decade. It's generally been bad stuff and the bottom of the barrel team and last in the division and all that other crap. So uh, we're going to get into a couple of things today. I'm uh, going to talk about the draft a little bit. Uh, GM Joe Shane and, and Brian Daybell pretty much pretty much killed it uh, in this draft, proving that scared money don't make money. Uh, that should certainly be the Giants' new mantra this year: scared money don't make money. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about uh, Saquon and his uh, holdout. Uh, maybe get into some schedule stuff on little bit on uh, Dexter Lawrence, who signed his uh, his big deal. Um, all these articles also are on uh, bigbluetalk.com. Check it out. Uh, give us a follow. Give us a like. Uh, Read and comment. Uh, we'd appreciate it. Uh, so Big Blue started their OTAs today. So that just means that, look, this season is that much closer Can't say enough. Can't tell you how excited I am. It's always a long offseason, especially when the season ends so painfully hard as it did uh, with that playoff loss to the hated Eagles. Um, I won't say anything else about the Eagles, but we all hate them. So uh, it just takes a little bit of while to to get back into the groove of things. Uh, But once... Once the draft comes around and you start talking free agents and all this stuff, uh, the juices start flowing, and guess what? It's almost time for giant football, and uh, we're going to get ready. Uh, So this team that we all love, uh, love to hate, uh, love to love, uh, been criticized, as I said, over the last decade, about just about everything. Uh, Dave Gettleman was killed over his free agents, uh, killed over some of his draft picks. Uh, definitely the majority of them were rightfully so. I'm uh, not, not condoning most of the things that uh, that Dave Gettleman did, but we're in the past there, so we're not going to go there. Uh, we are in good hands with Joe Shane and Brian Dable. Uh, but I think Shane felt the need uh, to maybe make a splash, uh, to kind of endure himself to... Uh, the Giants' faithful, um, and I, I really believe he did that uh, in this draft, uh, plus a little bit more. Uh, there, there's no question that this team, this roster, it uh, has holes. Uh, we all know that. Um, we're not a we're not a Super Bowl team. Uh, they have four primetime games, uh, which is just uh, which is crazy. Uh, playing on Christmas Day, uh, it, it's 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 going to be. It's going to be a long year. Um, Giants can stay healthy. Giants can can probably make a little bit of noise and probably be a playoff team. Uh, again, as I said, there still need some holes that I think they got to fill. Uh, but the 2023 draft certainly helped in that uh, in that aspect. Um, so, as I said, holes. You, you know, there's holes at receiver still. We don't have. That top-end guy, uh, we still may not have that top-end guy. Uh, You know, linebacker, I know we've made some nice free agent pickups, uh, but still uh, some need there and definitely some need uh, on the offensive line. Uh, Everybody knows that. Um, I think Evan Neal is going to be good. Um, He's going to be fine. Andrew Thomas is an all-pro. And and remember, he struggled as a rookie just as Neal did uh, last year. So, I'm not worried about the tackles. Uh obviously centers an issue. Um we're going to discuss that, you know, and then you got your your guard positions uh, which could probably use a little upgrade. Um you know, Ben Brenderson and you know, we'll, we'll see what happens there. But but so the Giants needed a few things in the draft. So, you know, all the reports Shane was looking for a receiver in the first round, even tried to trade up for Zay Flowers, uh, but to no avail. So he watches four straight receivers get taken off the board. You think he would panic, as most Giants GMs did in the past, uh, but he doesn't panic. Selects a top 32 player by far uh, in Maryland's uh, defensive back, Deontay Banks. So what you're getting out of this kid is you're getting a prototypical corner for the NFL. Six foot, 200 pounds, good hips, in and out of brakes fluently, uh, has blazing 4-3 speed. Uh, So he's got catch-up speed if he needs to. He's just got speed overall, uh, which you know. uh, He's a man-to-man guy. Uh, Sometimes plays a little too physical or a little too aggressive. Uh, So he's going to have to tone that down a little bit. But I'm, I'm sure he's coachable. Uh, But he's a guy, he's going to fit right in to Wink Martindale's scheme. He's going to be on the one side on an island. You have a Dory Jackson on the other side, and everybody else can do what they need to do. So Shane knows what he needs, goes out, makes it happen, uh, and doesn't panic. So to me, uh, you know, that's that's right off the bat. You got to love this guy because we're so used to, you know, panicking and being jumped over. Uh, Devonta Smith last year. Um, you could talk about Leonard Floyd, Jack Conklin, You know, drafting Eli Apple and drafting. Uh, um, it, it just, it's just, it's just, it's just, terrible. Um, so Shane doesn't doesn't make any issues, doesn't make any any concerns. Uh, stays cool under pressure, under the fire, and makes a great first round pick. Uh, So we know receiver was still critical, uh, but offensive line is also critical. So in the second round, again, another great pick. He takes the best center in the draft. Uh, Kid from Minnesota, John Michael Schmitz, uh, 6'3.5", 306. Kid hits everything you want in a center. His football IQ is completely off the charts. This kid is going to call the game directly from center and it, it's amazing what he did at Minnesota. If you go back and you just focus on him and watch the way he commanded the offense uh, was extremely, extremely impressive. Uh, he's got natural leverage. Uh, he's athletic, he's strong. Kid's going to be a number one, uh, excuse me, a day one starter uh, for the Giants. So looking at round three, uh, The guy they took in round three, it was either him or Schmitz that they were going to take in round two. They ended up taking Schmitz, and sure enough, they figured they were going to lose receiver from Tennessee, Jalen Hyatt, who ends up being there in round three. They traded up a spot, uh, but he was there. A lot of people surprised that this kid was there. Uh, Certainly didn't grade out as a a third-round pick, uh, but... If you're not excited about having this kid on the team, then I don't know if you shouldn't hand in your Giants fan card because this kid is electrifying. Uh, There's one word that sums him up, and that is speed. Uh, He has blazing speed, nightmarishly incredible speed, or nightmarishly scary speed. Uh, He's going to keep defensive coordinators up at night on how how to defend this speed. And the good thing about this kid is you see receivers that are track star speed guys. This guy is a football guy with track star speed. He's not the other way around. He's not a track guy playing football. He's a football guy with track star speed. Uh, he, he's going to be uh, an incredible addition to this offense and the receiving core. He is not a number one guy, um, you know. I, I probably not, uh, you know. But he can be. I, I honestly believe that if, if need be, uh, he definitely ran a limited route tree in uh, at Tennessee. Um, you look at the five touchdowns and the two hundred seven yards he had against Alabama. Uh, pretty much, they were, you know, you know, parking lot. Hey, just run as far as you can and as fast as you can. I'll throw you the ball. Uh, but he showed at the combine uh, that he can he, he can he can run routes that that's not a, that's not an issue he is not just a speed guy uh, as he's not a track guy playing football so uh, very excited uh, about this guy um, moving to round five uh, wanted to show up the backup to uh, Saquon Barkley and Mapreda. uh maybe get a guy who could spell the both of them. Um, yes, Barkley's going to be on the team. Um, he will be. Don't worry, they'll sign him. Uh, he, so they looked at Eric Gray's kid's a five ten running back. He's out of Oklahoma. Um, certainly, it will be able to spell uh, Barkley and Breed as I said. Doesn't have top end Barkley speed, uh, but he's very shifty, uh, really hard to tackle, um, just a tough kid. Uh, he's a willing pass blocker. He's a good pass blocker, uh, and he's truly an elite threat receiving-wise out of the backfield. So again, uh, you know, somebody there uh, while they're on the field that can help Daniel Jones in several different ways with pass blocking, uh, you know, with picking up that that tough uh, third and one, we're uh, catching a ball out of the backfield. So uh, all around a, a very good pick. And, and again, Shane thinking of the future of this team, not just a here and now, um, which, I just, which I just absolutely love. So um, round six, uh, we're going back to defense here. Another defensive back, uh, Trey Hawkins from Old Dominion, um, probably a special teams guy if he makes the team, uh, not, not speed like Banks, but he has pretty good hands. Um, from what I watched of him, I think he's a better zone player than he is a man-to-man guy. Uh, so they're going to have to use him sparingly and, uh, and then go from there. But uh, round seven, um, a very interesting player that the Giants took here. And, and a pretty good feel-good story. You know, there's always those feel-good stories in the draft. Uh, and uh, Javarius Owens is one of those kids. Um, and I say kid. Uh, he's 25 years old. Um, so that's that's definitely a little older than, than most draft picks uh, generally are. Uh, bounced in and out of, of college football, you know he fought for his availability uh, his eligibility, excuse me um, when he wanted to come back, Um, Ended up at Juco, Oklahoma, A&M. Had a very good season, 51 tackles at three interceptions. Uh, Got the the attention of the University of Houston. Uh, Decided to give him a shot at D1. Um, So the kid plays safety, um, very good size, good strength. Um, You know, NFL on both of those. Um, Doesn't have the NFL top speed, but he's got good speed. Um, Just doesn't have that elite. Uh, top speed uh, certainly can make this team. I think at the safety position, uh, and definitely, uh, you know, definitely will be a help on special teams because uh, he is a good tackler uh, and, uh, and and a smart guy too. He's he's like Schmitz in the sense that that he commanded, you know, the offense. Uh, excuse me, the defense at uh, at Oklahoma A and M, and he did the same thing at Houston. So. Uh, so very good knowledge of the game uh, and that's absolutely gonna gonna help him out. Um, so look the draft definitely helped uh, some of these uh, some of these holes. Um, we know there's more well, everybody knows that. Um, you know when Shane is out there look he's trying to do his due diligence you know he he's getting these you know he's getting the free agents he's not he's not wasting the money on you know these big time names that uh, that you're going to have to overpay, you know, the Kenny Galladay's of the world uh, and things like that. He's not he's not taking those chances. He's getting guys that he feels can come in, contribute in the offensive system or the defensive system, wherever the player may fit. Uh, and he's making them work with, with sensible, cap-friendly, forward-looking financial deals. And that's, and that's part of the key. You're not going to be stuck with a lot of, a lot of dead money um, and a lot of dead contracts. If you know, uh, you want to decide to, you, you have to cut a guy. You know, you're not getting hit with a with an 18 million dollar, you know, dead cap space here, a dead cap hit, or anything like that. So, so he's doing a he's doing his due diligence. Um, he made the right move in signing Daniel Jones. Uh, you know, 160 million. Um, people can say what they want. The kid he earned it. Um, He did so much last year uh, with so little, Um, you know, he essentially carried that, that offense wherever it needed to go and wherever and as far as it was going to go, you know, they, they just weren't, they weren't at the point where they were going to compete with uh, the Eagles on a, you know, on a high stage. It just, it just wasn't going to happen, but this kid did what he needed to do. He's, increasingly gotten better each year uh, has lessened his turnovers has lessened his mistakes uh, he is the future quarterback of this team whether you want to believe it or whether you think he should be uh he he is so uh, i say go out and and buy your daniel jones jersey and just embrace it okay uh defensively uh we all know sexy Dexy. um got signed to a $90 million uh, deal, making him the third highest paid defensive tackle in the NFL. Um, but people love him. Uh, he had just a, a career year last year. Uh, he had 68 tackles, 70 tackles, something like that. I uh, had seven and a half sacks. Uh, so just an absolute career year um, for this guy. And there's another guy that deserved it. um you know, I still remember when, and I, I said I wasn't going to go back to the past, but uh, I still remember when Gettleman drafted him. People went, you know, nuts as they did, you know, Daniel Jones in that draft. Uh, but, you know, Lawrence, because Gettleman had just traded for Leonard Williams and people were like, I, I can't believe you'd waste a first round pick on on somebody that you already have, you know, comparing Lawrence to, to Leonard Williams. Um, shockingly, they're both still... On this team, um, Williams would probably – is costing us a lot of money, um, you know, and he's had some good years. Um, he's, he's just not the dominant guy that you were looking for. Um, Lawrence has turned into that that dominant guy. Uh, and, you know, between the two of them, that's a pretty damn good uh, interior defensive line. Let me tell you, I'm not uh, – you know, it's, it's pretty good, so – uh, you know, look, I think the defense is is going to be there. And I think uh, with the uh, addition of Banks uh, on the corner with, um, you know, with, uh, Dory Jackson on the other side, uh, I think we're in good shape there. Um, we got some young guys coming back. You know, Cardell Flott, um, Aaron Robinson's going to come back from an injury. Darian Beavers, uh, linebacker, um, was hurt all last year with the ACL. Uh, excited to see what he has. Uh, in the linebacker uh, role um you know was excited uh, for him to to be drafted last year because I think he was a, I think he's going to be a really good player so excited to see him back um so defensively look that the giants are getting there um offensively they're getting there obviously the trade for for Darren Waller um you know who I think is going to be who I think is going to be a great weapon he's a matchup nightmare he just needs to stay healthy um and you can say that about Any one of the 32 NFL teams, uh, they'll all have a shot at the Super Bowl. They just all need to stay healthy. So uh, Waller is a a pro bowler uh, without question. He's had back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons, um, 107 catches uh, he had as as a career high. So um, the Raiders definitely used him. Has been hurt, uh, no question. He missed 14 games um, from like 2019 to 2020, something like that. So, So he's been injured if he's healthy, um, look, I get it. He's on the wrong side of 30. He's 31, uh, but the kid is is a player, uh, and he's a nightmare matchup. He is he is everything Everett Ingram should have been, okay, if that makes sense. Um, so, uh, um, again, I'm very excited there. Uh, the whole Barkley thing, look, it's going to happen. Uh, I know he turned down. The 13 million dollar deal. The it was 14 after incentives. Um, His agents are saying, "Look, he's not looking for anything that's you know ridiculous and out of the realm." Um, We'll see. Um, I I believe that a deal is going to get done eventually. There's no doubt in my mind. I I really believe it's going to get done. Um, If it doesn't get done and he plays on that tag or he holds out and doesn't play. Um, I mean, obviously that's the last time you'll see 26 in a, uh, in a giant uniform, but uh, I don't want that to happen. Um, I was one of the few, again, we're going back to the past and I keep saying, I'm not going to do it, but I keep doing it uh, to that number two draft pick. And, uh, and I was thrilled that they drafted Barkley. He was the, the best player uh, in that draft available. And, you know, he, 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 You're going to laugh when you say he's a generational talent, uh, but he is. When he's healthy, that guy is is incredible. Has he lost a step? I mean, I don't know. I mean, he played pretty good last year, 1,300 yards. He hit the wall a little bit late in the year. Um, you know, there's, there's no question. But, you know, again, how much was he relied upon, you, you know? So, I mean – if we can, if we can have Breida, we can have Eric Gray spell him. We can throw the ball, you know, a little bit more consistently uh, with guys like Hyatt, you know, and, and Isaiah Hodgins coming back. Um, you, everybody forgets about Wondell Robinson; he's still there too, uh, you know, another another small slack speed guy. Um, so, so the the tools are there uh, to help Saquon get through an entire year. Um, which he did last year. Like I said, he hit the wall, but he, he was not hurt. He might have been dinged up and, and maybe a little bit, uh, you know, banged up, but he still went out there every day and competed. Um, I think what he started to do at the end of the year was he started to dance a little bit instead of hitting that hole like he was at the beginning of the year. At the beginning of the year, he was vintage Barkley man. He was hitting that hole. No dancing, just find it and go. Um, and then I don't know if he got tired of getting hit or you know because the offensive line you know obviously was in shambles last year so uh, but but I am very optimistic even with a uh, even with a tough schedule this year that the Giants can turn it around and get it into and to get it into something so um, that's just a little bit on uh, on a few things going on. I appreciate everybody listening. Uh, Like I said, uh, we're going to be here every Wednesday night Uh, for the next month or so. It might just be riding solo. Uh, Then I'm going to get Michael Craig back uh, once he's done terrorizing Europe uh, in the fashion that he finds fit. Uh, We're going to keep publishing stuff on the on the website. I've got a few things coming out. We may do a a a schedule uh, prediction as we get a little closer. We'll do a 53 man prediction as we get a little closer uh might go over some of the uh, the best offseason moves uh, that Shane has. Uh, we got draft articles up there already, uh, contract information up there already. Uh, links to the podcast are on there. Uh, links to Twitter, at jsbo 56 uh, at Blue Talk, uh, and at MCCraig23 um, uh, is Michael's. Oh, sorry, I forgot. Uh, Instagram And Facebook Big Blue Talk page, go there, like it, follow us. Uh, Please support the podcast, support the website. Uh, Just another Giants creator, content creator out here, uh, trying to uh, trying to show his love and his obsession with the uh, with the team. Uh, Love to interact with fans uh, like myself, and uh, and let's get it done. So I appreciate you listening. Uh, We will see you next Wednesday night. Peace.